And we're live, guys, on episode 202 of Let's Just Chat. And I'm here with Eric, uh, more commonly known as Platt Peterson. Um, mate, I pre- appreciate you uh, joining us on uh, this chat. And I've only just uh, recently said that I've changed up how I do these podcasts. Um, people who have been listening to my podcast for the last four or five years will know that um, I'm mostly just a health um, guy. I'm an exercise physiologist, but um, I've been wanting to diversify what I talk about rather than just helping people with exercise and weight loss and things like that. But um, this is certainly one out of the box and you are completely different to what I've ever chatted about, but it's something that interests me. So, I mean, just first off, introduce everyone, I guess, who you are and I guess uh, what you do, and then we'll get into it. Sure. My name is Eric Peterson. I'm a, I'm a high school science teacher. I live in California and um, a few years ago when um, before the pandemic, I started recording educational videos and putting them on YouTube. Uh, That was just a project for my students. So I started to fall in love with the idea of creating educational content and putting it out there. Um, And then when the pandemic started, I I started doing that even more. And I started going on TikTok just out of sheer boredom because of being locked down and everything. And um, I just kind of organically developed a, a, a pretty decent following and then I started doing lives because ultimately I, I want to do science communication as like as science education and a kind of outreach. Um, and on YouTube and Instagram and other platforms, it just wasn't really going anywhere. TikTok started to get really popular um, for me. So I started doing these live videos where I just put up like a little screen that just says a bunch of, to me, benign scientific facts. Earth is not flat. Evolution is true. Human activity does influence the climate. Um, Vaccines do actually work. Uh, Random stuff. And so uh, the flat earth thing has just gotten really popular all of a sudden. So it it made my channel grow uh, kind of exponentially in the last couple of months here. So I'm most well known now for putting up clips of me talking to Flat Earthers live and talking about how ridiculous the claims are and just uh, making videos in my little bedroom slash office slash studio where I just (laughs) talk about like, oh, here's here's a reason why Earth can't possibly be flat. And I guess that's how I came across um, your content because... I love discourse. I love people um, conversing. I love the fact that you, as I said, you put yourself out there in a world that loves to just chat, 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 chat back and forth. And I think the topic of flat earth and vaccines and everything that's been going around at the moment is something that has certainly been, there doesn't seem to be too much of a middle ground. I don't know if it's just the way that social media portrays it and things like that, but there always just seems to be the very far right side and the very far left side of everything that we kind of mm-hmm. talk about. And flat earth is one of those things that just, it fascinates me. I, I as I said, I, I'm a health scientist, you know, I've got an exercise physiology background and, you know, all of my, um, I guess, recommendations and what I help people with is backed by my scientific, um, you know, university degree and things like that. And so I love talking from a science point of view. And so I love, other forms of science as well. And as I said, it's just, it, it baffles me in a world of which we live in these days that we have people that are convinced and will refute everything. And that's why I love your conversations that you have with them. And um, I'm not smart enough to debunk them like you are. And that's what I wanted to kind of come on here today and talk about like some of the things that you have heard in obviously your lives. Um, and I guess talk about how they're so outlandishly ridiculous kind of conversations, but I wanted to first kind of ask you the question is, and I guess you kind of partly answered it. You know, you say you're a, a high school science teacher. Is it, why did yes. you want to put yourself into this, <laughs> into this world and have these conversations or has it actually been something that you've enjoyed doing, even though I've seen some of your conversations get quite heated on those lives. Yeah, they do. Um, I enjoy it. So I, I never really imagined that I'd be talking to that many flat earthers I thought it would be more like evolution deniers. And that is how it started out. And it is still fairly common. Uh, I mean, the, the Venn diagram of, of people who don't think evolution is true and people that think the earth is flat, uh, the, the, the flat earthers are completely engulfed within the people who don't believe in evolution. They also don't believe in that, right? But most people that don't think evolution is true don't think the earth is flat, right? Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, 
So I didn't know what was going to happen. Um, and really just kind of, it all developed organically. Uh, you know, I try to post videos of all kinds of stuff. You know, I post videos about, I, I really love history and psychology. I read about those and, and I try to talk about those. Um, last year I did a project where I tried to do a this day in history and I would just talk about what happened on this day in history and the videos were just never popular. So the flatter stuff, like I said, it, it just got really popular and it can be mind numbingly, uh, it frustrating. It makes me grind my teeth. It makes me go like this a lot, <laughs> but the way I look at it, at it is <clears throat> when I started doing these these lives, I actually wasn't a very good debater. I wasn't I wasn't very good at defending the science because I knew it, and I was a teacher, and so I knew how to teach it. But communicating it in that style is very different. And what you also have to, because sometimes you're not even you're not always debating your idea you're trying to understand why the counter arguments actually aren't good arguments. Cause sometimes they sound like really good. Like they can phrase it. And when you go, I never thought about that. I mean, you make a good point, but we still know that blah, 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 blah. Right. Well, that's not, I mean, you know, in a debate, it's not really actually about who wins or lo who, who's right, who's wrong. I mean, it's about who actually debates better. Right. Um, so that's how you're going to pull people from one side to the other, because a lot of people are there and they don't know what the actual truth is, or they don't, they don't know the entire truth. So I enjoy it because I found that it has really sharpened my, my intellectual acts. I guess that's the metaphor I used for it. I understand my points better now, and I understand why the other points aren't scientific points. Um, and and where the specific weaknesses with them are. So I'm happy to keep doing it, even though it can be kind of painful. But exercising can be painful and and unenjoyable. But the benefits are, you know, unquestionable. And I guess where did where did it all kind of come from then? I mean, it it seems like it, a much more recent trend that you know more and more people. And I, I know that Netflix special of the flat Earth um, kind of special came out and I think that just perpetuates the kind of oh, actually they do have a really good point there maybe the earth is like people start to kind of <laughs> think that maybe this is something you know maybe the wool's been you know pulled over our eyes for all these centuries and you know so on and so but where is where do you think it kind of really took off from and how has it continued to kind of snowball forward where it seems like more people are actually believing this idea so an enormous number of caveats, I'm not sure, but I, I have a lot of ideas about what I think is responsible for it. So um, most people are just going to go directly to the internet and say it's the internet's fault because the ability to spread true and false misinformation uh, currently is unprecedented. We, we can all agree on that. So I'm, but I'm not sure, because I don't know how this is quantifiable. I'm not sure what percentage of Americans or people in the world thought the earth was flat 30 years ago versus today. I don't know if it's more. Now it can seem like it's more, but that's because um, social media has this ability to, I talked to a guest about this yesterday or the day before when I was doing a live. So um, most people, if somebody doesn't really have a very strong opinion one way or the other, or somebody who just kind of agrees with the very benign matter of fact truths of the world, they're not the type of person that's going to be inclined to go out there and be like, I agree with what is commonly known, right? So, uh, but people on the fringes, and this is true in the political sense on both sides of the aisle and with conspiracy theories and deny denial of, of science, the, the people that are very opinionated they want to get out there and have a message because they think they figured something out that nobody else knows. They're concerned for people's well-beings. Um, they just want attention or or maybe they're trolling. Uh, that's, that's also another good point. How much of this is trolling? I actually think it's very little, but we can come back to that later. Um, so <clears throat> what I'm not sure, so like Twitter is really bad for forgetting out it, it, 
creates these false equivalencies. It makes people think, and we, in America, we mostly see it with political stuff. I don't know if it's the same in Australia, but it's like, well, there's racism is talked about so much on Twitter that it makes people feel like our are the social justice warriors, is that really like 90% of all Gen Zs? No, it's not. It's just 90% of what you hear. And like on the political right or whatever, is like, is it really just all MAGA Trump Republicans, people that think the earth is flat, people that don't think dinosaurs existed, people that think vaccines? No, but it's it's most of what you hear, right? So um, I, I think that the message has been amplified by social media, definitely. Um, so I think that's, that's part of, that's part of where it comes from. Now, why do people, before I go on, do you have any like questions or clarifications? No, no, I think, I think you said a really good point in that, um, you know, 30 years, you know, we don't have the kind of two control groups to kind of test again. 30 years ago, how many people like that, that probably doesn't exist. Cause I think it's probably not a question that anyone ever thought that it's like how many people in 1970 actually thought the earth was flat. I, I think that's a really good point that you bring up. Yeah, I mean, there's interesting polling like they've like for evolution, it's it's been asked about, like, do you accept the do you think evolution is true and it applies to all life? Do you think evolution is true, but humans are exempt? Do you think evolution is completely false? A poll with a question very similar to that has been done for decades in this country. Uh, So we can track that. But I just don't think people 30 years ago were like, what would be the point of asking people for this flat, (laughs) you know? So I, I, I don't, there probably just isn't a lot of information about that, but anyways, as far as, so like, that's, that's how uh, flat earth has become quote unquote mainstream. Right. But as far as where does it even come from in the first place? uh, This is another one that's really complicated. So the vast majority of people are ignorant about the vast majority of things. People look at me and I get compliments a lot. Like, wow, you really know so much. It's like, well, I talk about what I know a lot about, right? Um, I don't know how to talk about economics. Not really. Um, I'm not good with physics, which is a type of science, right? So, you know, I, I talk about what I do know a lot of. Now, with the flat earth thing, um, people kind of want to be told what to believe, that's just kind of true. It doesn't mean that everybody's opinion, every single opinion that every single person has is a blank slate. That's not what I'm saying. But in general, when it comes to all kinds of things, we just kind of want to be told what to believe because we're never going to discover, certainly scientifically, at least the average person's never going to discover anything in their life. Um, So, you know, they're told those things, but what's happened. And, and so people are going to believe something that a person, a respected person of authority in their community tells them. They'll believe what their pastor says, or they'll believe what their parents say, or the, they'll believe what, I don't know, the the guy who's the leader of the, the Boy Scouts troop says, or or whatever, right? Um, one of the problems that's been happening for probably the last 35 years, like in America, is a just fundamental distrust in institutions. And a lot of that, I don't really like talking about politics that much, but it keeps getting brought up because this is this is where a lot of it comes from. And I mean, science kind of is politics because that's where 90% of the funding comes from. Sure. I made that number up off the top of my head, but I, I'm pretty sure it's it it can't be that far off of that, yep. right? Just like the raw R&D type science. A lot of it comes from government because they have the money to do it. Um so there's been crumbling distrust in institutions. And a lot of it's because uh, we've just had corrupt politicians, I guess. I mean, Ronald Reagan sold or traded weapons to uh, terrorist organizations to free some hostages, right? And people were like, well, you, you can't do that. Um, um, plus, I, I mean, there's been a million things. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the war in Iraq, um, I'm sure... If it's not obvious, I'm a left-leaning person, and I know that there's stuff on the left here in American politics that's that's gross and corrupt too. Um, so because of that, and income inequality has has gotten worse and worse over the years in America, and all around the country, people on both sides see things happening. They they see all the the stuff that we just can't do anything about because there's no political will to do it. Um, or it just gets blocked by one group and, and just all this stalemating and failure at certain critical levels 
that people just have fundamental mistrust of of institutions. A lot of it comes from denying big government. So, you know, one of the talking points that I get all the time when when I talk to people uh, who are flat earthers is, oh, so you trust NASA, huh? Or, oh, you just you just do whatever your government tells you or you just believe whatever your government tells you. I'm like, well, no, I I, I don't. Um, a funny counter to that is like, well, you do too. I mean, don't you agree that with the Surgeon General's warning that, you know, certain things are likely to cause cancer? And uh, do you wear your seatbelt? Okay. Do you follow? Do, do you do you only go five miles an hour over the speed limit instead of 50? And I was like, okay, well, you do what the government tells you to do also. So <laughs> let's, let's not pretend it's just me. Um, so I think that's where quite a lot of it comes from. Um, but the, the other thing is, like the flat earth thing, everybody, almost everybody has some really bananas beliefs out there. Um, it's just that a lot of them are just not very, don't have the potential to be viral, are not super entertaining. I uh, just can't do anything with it. Like the number of people I know that think that uh, crystals have healing power or that astrology is real is just sickening to me. It's more, I've never met an actual flat earther in my, like personally mm -hmm. in real life. Um, but I know plenty of people that think those things or, you know, things that are even more ridiculous, like haunted houses or whatever. So everybody has to believe in something for the most part, the number of people who are just strict agnostic atheists about anything supernatural like me is, is, is really rare. Um, so they they tend to believe in the flat earth because, you know, some of the other talking points is they're using their intuition, but they're just not seeing things for what they really are. So the, the big talking points are, oh, you mean that we're on a globe spinning a thousand miles per hour and the earth is going 45,000 miles per hour around the sun and 66 million miles per hour as we rotate around the galaxy. And you're telling me that we can't feel that or see that. How come the stars in the sky aren't changing if we're moving? Blah, 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 blah. All the which intuitively these things kind of make sense. But again, the the explanation for why your intuition is failing actually isn't very good. And this leaning on human intuition thing, that's a that's one of the big problems we have with science denial uh here in America is because human intuition is kind of garbage. It's good for understanding like social situations because we're a social species and it was important for us to to get that and it's it works very well for manipulating objects in your hands and building things and making things which makes perfect sense but for understanding the universe it's garbage <laughs> it's garbage that's why we have to have science we have to have an empirical uh evidence-based fact-checking peer-reviewed system which is what we have but people want to pretend that their intuition is better. And I, I think the way I've always kind of seen how people get, I mean, my kind of point of view of people get a distrust from it is that science is perpetually moving forwards and is always in quote proven wrong when we find out something new. And so I think people, yeah. people kind of take that as like, well, they were wrong about that back in the seventies. And so maybe they're wrong about it now. And it's like, well, we're always learning something and moving that needle forward. And that's now our new understanding. And then we like, that's just how it kind of works. But I think people then twist that into their own concept. Well, they were wrong so many times. So clearly they're probably going to be wrong about this now. Isn't that kind of like, is that kind of a, a valid point to kind of think about how someone might be distrusting it of is. those? Yeah, it is. And I hear that, but I think that that, I think that that type of criticism isn't as well placed as as the people think it is, because uh, the really popular one right now for for about the last month, I've been hearing this every single time I go on TikTok. Have you heard how the James Webb Space Telescope disproved the Big Bang? I'm like, oh, it, it didn't do that. <laughs> it didn't do anything like that. So this goes to your point about, well, we we figured out this thing was wrong. And so the science changes and evolves. But what really happens, like we have we haven't been doing science for very long mm. uh, yet. We do have some extremely well-established scientific theories. So atomic theory is one of them. Uh, gravity is another one. Um, evolution is one. 
uh, thermodynamics. I mean, there's there's several of them, right? Um, so like with with atomic theory, it a lot of people maybe didn't hear about this, but we think we may have found that the proton actually has a different mass than we thought. It it may have five quarks instead of three, or sometimes it has five quarks and it like flips on and off. Again, way above my my ability to even understand it. But that discovery didn't prove that atoms don't exist or that protons don't exist or that quarks don't exist or that or that the periodic table is now out the window or anything like that. What it did is it added to what we already knew. So you could say it it disproved something, but what did it disprove? Maybe 1% of the collective body of information we had previously. So to go back to the James Webb Space Telescope, the this all comes from we're finding some galaxies that are in a in a fully formed state around 30 million years older than the previously known oldest galaxies but that doesn't overthrow anything anything at all all it that's we should have expected something like that to happen because the James Webb telescope has many times the resolution of any other telescope we've ever made and so it can look closer at these things so um the i mean the james webb can't overturn the big bang it was built to look at the universe in light of exactly everything we already knew about it centered around a big bang model it was designed to confirm to learn more things about the big bang and that's exactly what it's doing but they're pretending that new discoveries <laughs> mean that it's been overturned it's so silly but a lot of that comes from you know, a YouTube video uh, or an article. And the only thing people actually do is read the title. Yeah. Instead of, instead of learning what the information is. Speaking of that, there's this, I'm not, I'm not going to name it, but there's this YouTube channel that's like kind of brand new. And I saw, they have a whole bunch of videos about the James Webb is disproving blah, blah, blah. And I looked and like one of the videos had 3 million views. I was like, no. And it, it only came out like five days ago uh, up to that point. Uh, but there were only 14 comments on the video. So I was like, okay, they bought these views right, or okay. they, or they're, because no, you cannot organically get 3 million views in, in five days, unless you're Mr. Beast or Veritasium <laughs> or PewDiePie or, you know, Dude Perfect or, or one of those people. And so. then only have 13 comments. You'd think the ratio would be a bit, a bit yes. higher on that. Yeah, That's literally impossible. I mean, Otherwise, it's just not unless unless they censor comments, which is which which is thinkable, but I don't think that's what it really was. I always um, love Ricky Gervais's comment um, when he kind of I guess talks about this whole concept. You know, he's obviously a very loud. Um, a, is it atheist, agnostic atheist? I can't remember what he kind of calls me, but yeah. he's very loud about that that kind of um, opinion. But um, he said, if we just disintegrated everything on Earth right now. In hundred thousand years or a thousand years or however long you want to kind of put it, all of these theories that we've had will be found again at some point. Whereas a lot of the thoughts and beliefs around religion and things like that now and that kind of evolution process will those stories won't get told again. It'll be something completely different. Whereas yeah. as you said, science is science. It's it's a matter of fact kind of thing, and they will be found in probably a very similar kind of fashion than they have been already. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, yeah, religion wouldn't come back in exactly the the state that it is. So um, another the the third the the three most common debates I have are: uh, Does God exist, or is it more logical to think that a God exists? Is evolution true, and is the Earth flat? Other stuff gets brought up too, but those are the big three. And the uh, the God debate is is really interesting because what people and it's really this Ricky Gervais thing. What people say is like, well, it's it's way more logical that a, a god exists or something like that. And it's like, I kind of hear what you're saying, but you're not really arguing in favor of God, whatever the heck that is. You're saying, no, it's more logical that, you know, that plus a guy divided a bunch of fish and bread in front of everybody um, and walked on water. And it's like, that's what you're really saying right because because that's your actual you believe in a very specific um god because it's your religion 
right? So yeah, the Ricky Gervais thing, like people would believe in God again, but the actual, the specific religions would never come back exactly the way they are because they involve historical figures who aren't yeah. just going to you know, exist again on <laughs> and like really hyper specific claims. So I can't remember the interview. It wasn't John Stewart. It was one of the other ones, but the he was, he Colbert. was there. Colbert was that. Yeah. I think. And he was yeah. saying that, you know, I actually deny 3000 gods. You just deny 2,999, yeah. but you believe in one of them. Yeah. So he says, I actually only disbelieve in one less um, God than you. I, I just, I mean, I love his comedy and I love um, Ricky Gervais and how he talks um, very clearly on that. But um, with regards to uh, the flat earth, let's just for one hypothetical moment, let's just say everything they're saying is true. And I know, I know that's, I know, I know you're already brains are, no, 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 please don't say, but I just want to kind of just, can you run us through just some, for, for my own sake, and obviously people listening, what's some of the things that people who are, you know, firm, no, this is 100% true. What are they saying and how do they try and use, use those <laughs> thoughts? Because again, I'm certainly the science of kind of earth and things in physics and chemistry and things. It's just not my area of expertise whatsoever. And so yeah. when I hear them, I can't debunk that at all. It's just like, well, well, no, that just can't be right. Like, but kind of for a moment, just put that hat on and go, okay, this is what they're saying. And this is how they're trying to defend that point of view. Sure. So, so I, the most common things yeah. I ask them yep. is why do things fall and how the heck does a sunset work? Um, th those, those are the two easiest ones to conceptualize because usually we just have to talk um, and I don't, I can't pull up pictures or things like that, not very often. So there are several explanations for why things fall. All of them are just, all of them are very bad. So um, the, I haven't heard this one in a very long time, but a really popular one used to be that the earth is just simply moving upward right? So if, if you're in something that's accelerating upward, you can feel that. But the problem with that is, well, they'll, they'll say that earth is moving up at 9.8 meters per second, because that's the acceleration of gravity. And it's like, okay, here's why that doesn't work. If earth is just moving at that constant speed, then things would not speed up as they fall, because the ground is coming up towards them at a steady speed. Now, that's not what we experience here on earth. So then I've also heard people say, no, yeah, Earth is it's going up at an accelerating rate, 9.8 meters per second squared. And it's like, if Earth is constantly accelerating, then that means in a couple, like, I don't know actually how long I haven't done the math, but maybe in a few hours or just a day or whatever, Earth would be moving at the speed of light. Yeah. <laughs> so if Earth is constantly accelerating, it means every second that you drop something, it's starting speed. Uh, is greater. But no, objects always have, they accelerate at the same rate if we ignore air resistance. So it doesn't work at all with that. Um, you don't hear that one very much anymore. Another one is that I I actually, I'm looking at some videos I have here on my computer that I haven't posted yet. This guy, and I've heard many people tell me that things fall because the ground is negatively charged, which means apparently everything else is positively charged. Um, if that were true, magnets would stick to the ground everywhere. They don't. Uh, so that just, it just, it makes no sense at all. When you, when you try to dissect it or, or really explain how that works, what, why is the ground negatively charged? Why are other objects positively charged? And what do you even mean by that? There's never anything for that. The most common one is density. The reason things sort themselves out is because of uh, density. So water is more dense than air. So water sits on the bottom. Uh, let me look something up real quick. <clears throat> um, but that fails to explain all kinds of things. It, that, that says nothing about why, what causes weight, for example. Um, because density isn't a force. Like I'm sitting on this chair and my butt is changing the shape of the cushion I'm sitting on because I'm actually accelerating into the ground. Uh, gravity is a, is a force that my mass and Earth's mass mutually attracting each other. That's a force. It can cause movement, right? Um, density isn't that. Uh, another, another fact is if you take like water and air and you put them in a tube, and you allow them to free fall, what you'll find is that they don't stay separate. The, the air and water, the, the water will not stay on the bottom. 
Um, because in free fall, where it's a quote unquote weightless environment, or it's not experiencing any acceleration due to gravity, then the thing that actually was keeping them separate, gravity, is not acting on them and they don't stay separate. If it was density, then that's always preserved, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I'm not talking about throwing the thing down so hard that the, the water, uh, it's like inertia or whatever takes up to the top. Just let it free fall, right? Um, so that test easily debunks that. But the most hilarious thing is, um, or they say buoyancy. So, so some of them do know that density isn't a force. Um, I got to look this up because I don't remember it off the top of my head. But so buoyancy is a force, but the the formula for calculating buoyancy uh, contains G, which is the acceleration of gravity <laughs> in the formula. So you have to assume that gravity exists in order to even have a concept of what buoyant, what buoyancy is. So and, I mean, gravity can't exist on a flat disk. Is that is that correct then? Like, like well, I mean, it obviously, just wouldn't, yeah, it it just wouldn't work. Yeah, but I mean, they the way they explain things, nothing works. Anyways, <laughs> they they definitely all deny that gravity is real. I've never talked to one that thinks that gravity is real. So they don't think that Earth is flat, but gravity just works in a different way. No, they don't think that at all, which that would be so much easier for them to argue but <laughs> than just denying that gravity exists. But uh, Vsauce years ago did a really great flat Earth video, but he assumed that Earth is flat and gravity is real. So the way gravity works is, is it pulls you towards the center of an object, not towards its surface. So on a flat Earth, if, if this is the flat earth, here's the center. If you're standing over here, you're being pulled towards the middle of it, which means you'd have to stand at an angle that points you directly towards the center. Uh, and that would be your stable position. If you stood like this, you would fall over, right? And then if earth was flat, that means if you went to the edge, you would stand right there because you'd be pulled towards mm -hmm. the center. So that's how it would actually work. But for an object as big as Earth, like how come every star is spherical? How come every large moon is spherical? How come every planet is spherical? Because once an object is a certain size, and it's not really all that big, I think probably only a couple, maybe like three, 400 miles in diameter. Once an object is that big, uh, the force of gravity is so strong that it collapses the object uniformly into a sphere because a sphere is, is, is a three-dimensional shape where, you know, all your there really aren't vertices, but if we imagine an infinite number of vertices all point towards the center, and that would be the direction of your gravitational force too. So a flat disk Earth would destroy itself and collapse into a sphere anyways, if gravity uh, was real. I mean, it is, but so yeah. <laughs> that's why we can't have flat objects like that, unless they, unless they were spinning at insane speeds. But I'm pretty sure in order for an object to spin fast enough to overcome gravity uh that would actually tear the object apart so the the forces that actually hold the matter together the the chemical bonds and the, and and all of that those wouldn't be strong enough to overcome that angular momentum anyways so um explain to me then uh i guess the 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 sun and the moon like how do they get around the idea that if we're all you know if we're in a bubble like the truman <laughs> show like how do how do they i guess get that idea across uh, they don't. <laughs> I mean, they don't. Uh, the, this one doesn't get brought up uh, all that often, but for it, so when we talk about this stuff, uh, they just change the subject, you know, or they'll say, Where'd you hear that, NASA? It's like, for example, for the moon, I mean, the reason this is a garbage explanation is, you know, if we were a disc and the moon is above us and close to us, that means uh, you in Australia, me here in California, we can both see the moon at some point, but we'd see completely different parts of it because the angles we'd be looking at it would be, you know, that would form a very obtuse angle, right? Um, whereas the moon being a quarter million miles away or what is it in kilometers? It's like 400,000 kilometers away or whatever. Uh, then the angle is extremely acute. It's it's so much less than one degree that we can consider it parallel. So when we look at the moon, it, may, it, it looks upside down to you versus me because I'm in the Northern Hemisphere, but we see the exact same part of the sphere of the moon, right? Um, so they say that the moon is a hologram. Quite a lot of them do, at least. Uh, they say the sun is also a hologram. 
Uh, I've heard them say that the moon is actually a flat disk. That's obviously impossible because only if you're directly below it will it look like a circle. From everywhere else, it'll look like an ellipse. So that's ridiculous. I have, I have a really funny video on my on my channel where I talked a guy through how that doesn't work. Um, and he kind of had an FML uh, frick my life moment when I when I explained that because he was like, oh, no. He actually said, I told my boss the earth is flat. And that was really funny. I, th I think he, I think he stopped believing in it right then and there, which was pretty funny. I was going to actually follow up with that question of like on your lives, how many people have actually come on there after it? And you go, you know what? My whole life, like my whole idea has been, has been, a sh you, you have convinced me and changed me. Cause I mean, let's all be honest, like almost no one's minds ever get changed on the internet. They like people are just, I'm going to hold on to this firm belief until the moment I die. Even if I know internally I'm, I've, I've been disproven here. How many people actually, you know what, you've explained that better than I've had it explained. And, you know, I've come to this moment, like, maybe, maybe you are right. Like, how, how often, if at all, has that happened? I think it's maybe happened two and a half times. <laughs> so that last guy was just explaining. I'm not sure if he was being serious about the whole thing. I think he was, but I'm not 100% sure. So he's like my half. Uh, I had this one guy who he had all these arguments and he just like really didn't seem to know. He was just telling me what he'd heard, but he seemed like if he had to bet, he would say the earth wasn't flat. And I really stumped him and he got super quiet for about five seconds and I can imitate a cricket really well. So after he did that, I went. And then he, then he started laughing. He's like, I, I, I think he got me, man. So I was like, Oh, cool. And this other guy that I haven't talked to in a really long time. He would just like, he would do like rapid fire, a whole bunch of ideas. And I would be, be like, yeah, that's, here's why that doesn't work. And he, he did not, he never doubled down, um, which is usually what happens. So you tell somebody that here's why it's wrong and they just double down or they change the subject or they do an ad hominem attack. Right. So, you know, you're not getting to that person, but, but he never doubled down. So I think maybe I got to him. Um, I think so. So, <laughs> um, so that's about a, maybe a two and a half percent success rate. I don't know how many flat earthers I've talked to. Uh, it's probably not a hundred. That's a lot, but. Yeah. <laughs> um, has anyone recognized you at school? Obviously being a, a, as a teacher and being TikTok, I mean, TikTok's, I guess, m much bigger, obviously in the younger or like has, has yeah. some of the students started coming up and it's like, we know so, you, Mr. Peterson. <laughs> I just said it on the very first day of school. Um, I, I just told them that I did. So they already knew it would have mm -hmm. been funny to have kept it a secret. And then one of them be like, uh, we saw you on TikTok," And that would have been funny. But we do. I do a get to know your teacher thing on the very first day. So and I'm at a new school this year. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I just flat out told them. Now, I haven't heard. I mean, the school I teach at has 800 students and I don't have 800 students. So there may be some others that found out about it serendipitously. But I have had I have had former students and friends of mine that have no idea that I do this and I'll get a message on Instagram or Facebook or a text and be like, no way. I just saw you on TikTok. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I, I have over 100,000 followers now. And they're like, what? Because <laughs> I'm originally from South Dakota, which is it, it's it's a very small state in terms of population. It doesn't even have a million people. You know, the school I graduated from. Uh, there were 20 graduating seniors All right. <laughs> in that class. So, very small. I come from very humble beginnings. Never lived in a town of more than 25,000 people my whole life until I moved to California. So I was going to say, that must be a bit of a shock for you now living in yeah. California. Well, the town I live in here is only like 145,000. Okay. Um, I like it. I, I don't want to ever live in a really big city personally, but um, yeah, so it, it's happened, but not with my students. Not really. Um, sometimes they will say, like, I'll get to class. It'll be first period or not necessarily first period, but like, you know, before class starts, one of my students will be like, so Mr. Peterson, did you know the ground is negatively charged? And I'll be like, don't start with me. Because <laughs> they, they saw a video I posted or something or they watched it live. So. And where I'll, does this I'll go? Get, Oh, they'll give me my they'll give me their sympathies yeah sometimes i'm like man i'm sorry you had to go through that last night peterson that looked rough i was like yeah <laughs> it you, was do you reckon you'll have a student at some point try and 
question you on that though, like and and push it like, no, no, I think that guy last night had a valid point and the he's white. Like, do you reckon that'll come? Probably. It hasn't it it never has happened, but um I don't know. They probably think that it's cringe that I do TikTok. Because <laughs> I mean, young people think that I, I'm not old, I'm 31. Um, and and I act like a kid a lot of the times. But it's just, the idea of somebody older than you using social media is the cringiest thing to somebody who's in high school. So <laughs> I feel like I feel like the percentage of them that are just like, ugh, versus the percentage of them that are like, dude, this is cool, is is pretty heavily skewed towards the ugh. <laughs> um, so where does it go from here? Both, I guess, for yourself, um, personally and professionally, but also the whole flat earth debate. But you you personally, is it just something you just want to keep hitting that live button, keep keep debating do you want to do something more with like what's what's your idea kind of moving forward and i'm i'm addicted to it i really am so um tiktok is a weird platform to do things because it's I, i don't like the idea of of me being on my phone as much as i am and other people being on their phone as much as they are i mean if you're consuming media online is it really that much different if you're doing it on a desktop computer versus your phone Maybe not really, but I mean, you, YouTube isn't intentionally designed to be addicting, uh, like the like other things are. So I've always I always held YouTube in like this this very high regard, and I still kind of do because I mean, the amount of documentary level deep scientific content that I see on YouTube every day for free, uh, just just the cost of having internet is astounding, right? And I want to do things like that, ultimately. That was always my my vision and my goal. YouTube just never got popular for me. I, I currently have like 1,200 subscribers on YouTube and 102,000 followers on TikTok, right? So um, I, I do, I, I haven't for a while, but you know, last winter I was making some educational videos on YouTube that just had to do with random stuff. I called it WTF, which stands for what the fact. So I did a video on how trees don't really exist. It, it's a completely made up category. And the different things we call trees actually aren't even related to each other closely at all. So there's no such thing as a tree. Um, Can you explain how, that? How, like, explain that for a moment. Yeah, so <laughs> like, like a palm tree um, is the is more closely related to grass than any other type of tree. Because it's a it's a monocotyledont, so um, and palm trees aren't actually made of wood. They they don't contain wood because wood has to have lignin and cellulose mixed in with it, and so it's not. But then also the other trees, the like hardwood broadleaf trees, you know, well those aren't closely related to each other because ones that have fruit are angiosperms, but ones that have cones are gymnosperms, and the cone ones are more closely related to um, like psych to, yeah, like cycads, which are those um sago palms. Do you guys have? Do you have those in? Doesn't Australia? sound familiar. No, they're super common here. They're not very big. They look like mini palm trees with extremely spiky trunks. But like broadleaf trees aren't closely related to each other, like because some are fruit bearing and some are cone bearing. So the fruit bearing ones are more closely related to tomatoes because a tomato is a fruit, um, or pumpkins than they are to the other trees. So it's it's an example of what we call convergent evolution, where uh, Australia is the, the best place in the world or was the best place in the world to see convergent evolution because you had Tasmanian tigers, thylacines, which look just like wolves or coyotes, but they weren't at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just mimicked them. There was an extinct marsupial called Thylacolea, which was the marsupial lion that lived in Australia, had retractable claws, a short a short snout, fangs, um, a very long tail, was extremely cat-like in its anatomy, but wasn't a cat at all, right? So that's in, in a in a nutshell, that's the tree thing, but check out the, my YouTube channel is also called Planet Peterson. So you can check out the whole thing there. Um, but those videos, I mean, I could go look, I don't think any of them even have a hundred views, which is always frustrating for me. Um, which is another reason why I've gravitated towards TikTok because it's working. Ultimately, I'm not I'm not really answering your question, but now I am. <laughs> Ultimately, I'm I'm hoping to transfer. I'm not going to quit TikTok, 
but I want to transfer this to other places because because I can do I can diversify my portfolio on YouTube and I can make more professional looking content like it won't be portrait or uh, yeah in portrait mode it'll be in landscape mode mm -hmm. so it looks good on a computer or a screen and I can make content that is pretty much only educational not entertainment plus you know education like owning flat earthers is great um but ultimately i'm i'm an educator and there is education that happens there but <laughs> um i i wouldn't want that to be my modus operandi just doing flat earth stuff yeah and i guess i guess moving forward for the is it something that just continues to snowball and i guess a bigger and bigger percentage do keep move or like keep believing in this idea that the earth is flat or do you think the whole thing falls in on itself at some point and they move to another idea that you know as you said anti-government anti-establishment like let's just move on to the next <laughs> yeah. kind of thought process like where do you think that does all go i don't know um it's a good question i think the the i was gonna say the problem this isn't a problem but it, it, it's the explanation so we'll call it the problem um you know, the world is a better place today than it was during the Cold War, for example, or or shortly after September 11th. So, you know, a lot a lot of that energy could be directed at a common enemy, which I don't like global conflict. I don't I don't wish for any of that to exist, but I feel like there's always going to be conflict. And a lot of our conflict right now is uh, is internal. I feel like this is an idea that's been popularized by a lot of uh by a lot of intellectuals like well you know during the cold war we had a common enemy and since then politics turned inwards on itself in america there's probably some truth to that will flat earth ever go extinct i don't know i mean i'd want to say probably that it will because you know in general every pretty much every scientific idea starts off as not being very popular and then gets more and more popular and you know maybe this will be just like that or maybe Maybe it's one of those things where, you know, you could never live in a society where crime and murder don't happen. You can live in a society where they they reach levels that are so unbelievably low that almost nobody even like I've never seen it happen in my life. The vast majority of people won't, but it'll always be with us. Right. So maybe flat earth will be like that. Maybe it'll always be 0.01% and that and we can't do anything about that. And maybe social media is making us think it's more than 0.01%. Um, or maybe it is growing. Um, I don't know. So I tend to be, I used to be fairly pessimistic, but then I read um, Enlightenment. No, not that book. Um, what that's the book called? It's by Steven Pinker. Um, no, yeah, Enlightenment Now. That was the book um, where he just goes, the whole book is about, look, everything has been getting better for decades. And with, in, for some things for centuries and for other things for millennia, there's been a never ending march of progress. It's a, it's a seesaw graph. So, you know, it'll, it goes up and down, but in general, the trend goes upward. So I, I tend to just default to that when it comes to most things. And, and with this, I guess I'm optimistic about it. Um, but I will have to wait and see. Who, I mean, just a, a, an idea that pops into my head. I mean, who's, I guess, flat earthers in quote God? Like who, who is the person that, is there like one or two figures that like everyone, like this guy is like, he knows so much about the, the, the earth being flat. Like, is there a particular name? I, so some people that I know would know this better than me that, that do uh, TikToks with me. For me, the only two, the only name I can think of from memory is Eric Dubay. We have the same name and it makes, it pains me so much, <laughs> but he has a, he has kind of a very quiet, soft-spoken voice. His YouTube channel is really what made flat earth conspiracies explode. I'm pretty sure. Um, but then there's this other guy. He's been like, I mean, he's been on mainstream news in a, in the United States. Um, oh, let me just Google him. Flat earth. The re I mean, while you're doing that, the reason I ask you that question is, what why wouldn't let's just say an elon musk unlimited amount of money why doesn't elon say i will put that guy into one of my rockets and we'll sit like and then he has to sit there and go okay i'm clearly 
not hitting a bubble that we're under a dome. I'm clearly above it. I can clearly see it spinning. I'm like, why, why hasn't, do you think that happens? And do they accept that then like once they're in quote, God now is fallible. It's like, Oh my God, he's now saying, no, I was wrong. We all like, is that a way that this can idea can disintegrate moving forward? And would they, agree to it do you believe like are they thought no i don't want there's a slight bit of me that goes maybe they're going to be right if we go up there that i don't want to be that guy that goes like do do you think that's a way to move forward (laughs) two two things about that um well before that the other guy's mark Sargent. he's the main guy in that documentary beyond the curve or whatever um so he's been the more popular one recently so those are the two so what i would say about that is um we can do it in joke form first. So there's this, there's this old joke that goes like, you know, a, a flat earther dies and goes to heaven and he, he goes and he meets God and he says, so tell me it's, is the earth actually flat? And God says, Oh no, it's, it, it's, it's a sphere. And the flat earther goes, this runs deeper than I thought. <laughs> so they're never not going to believe in it. Um, I feel like, cause you see the doubling down, with all kinds of things. But the other thing, like the Elon Musk thing, you know, I've heard that um, it's super tempting. I would, I would just put a camera on a rocket and send it not just to space, but like, like freaking 20,000 miles away from earth. So you can very clearly see the whole earth. Unfortunately, all kinds of people would just say it's fake, but you would probably win a lot of people that are kind of on the fence, I suppose. But (laughs) unfortunately, like the idea of sending a person up there, the problem with that is it's like one of those things, it's like nukes. You can never, ever use them, no matter what. I mean, because because the consequences of even, even if you were somehow 100% justified, you cannot do it because of the risk, right? So sending a person, like a flat earther up there, if they died, which is very possible with, you know, rockets, um, then that would make it so much worse oh, that would make okay. it yeah, so yeah. much worse <laughs> um because then just you know everybody uh, the amount of people buying into the conspiracy would grow exponentially so that one unfortunately that's not an option i don't think have any of them put their hand up and said i will do it like like i mean obviously probably but i don't know ice, i don't the ice wall kind of idea as you well know, like actually, let's go on a ship and <laughs> i doubt it um, I mean, you could, you wouldn't even have to take them to space. I mean, if you sent them to the South pole, I don't know how, I don't know what they would argue with that. Cause they don't think the South pole exists, mm. but there's a permanent research facility there. It's, it's called the Amundsen Ross. Is it called the Amundsen Ross? It's called the Amundsen something, um, South pole research station, right? Who's the, do you know who the British guy that died going to the South pole was? Cause, uh, Ross or, uh, Amundsen beat him. Now I can't remember his name. Anyways, yeah, <laughs> that's that's a fun history lesson we can all look up later. Um, one last thing I wanted, and I, I do appreciate your time, mate. And as I said, uh, thank you so much for uh, entertaining uh, this idea of <laughs> of the conversation, I should say, around flat Earth. Um, mm-hmm. as, as I'm sure you plenty, I get plenty of it. But um, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, I, I I've seen the clip of him saying more and more that he's of the belief or idea that it's possible of we're all in this simulation, you know, that, you know, the generation of, you know, you know, I can't remember how they kind of coined it, but obviously evolution based, you're coming from that kind of, is there a possibility that we are millions and millions and millions of generations old and we are just a simulation at the moment? Like your thought, I just wanted to get that throat, that one throat um, kind of comment yeah. out there. I've, I've heard people say, talk about how he said that. Um, I don't, I don't know specifically what he said. And I've heard a lot of people, um, that's actually a fairly common argument that I hear that we live in a simulation. And for me, um, I'll just say that it is totally possible. Um, I mean, just the fact that it's imaginable makes it possible, I guess, in a sense. But for me, I personally don't spend any time thinking about this because it doesn't matter, right? Um, if we do live in a simulation, it's it's not confirmable or disprovable. But if we do, then that's just what our reality is yeah. for us. And and at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Like we can't 
I know like in the matrix, they actually do get out of it. <laughs> and so, I mean, you'd have to prove that that's what's actually going on with us. But like in the matrix, they, I mean, they can freely go in and out of it already. They already know that about it. So um, I just don't even have a belief about it. Um, this kind of also happens with like, where did the universe come? Like people say the big bang didn't happen because they think the big bang is an explanation of where the universe came from. And it's not, it's just an explanation of what the universe does. And so when they ask me, well, then what created the big bang? I don't know. I'm like, how do you, what do you mean? I'm like, I don't have a belief about it. Uh, that some people just cannot get their brains around that. But I say, I don't have a belief. And then they'll say, so it came from nothing. Like, no. That would be me taking a stance. Mm. I just flat out don't even have an opinion about it. I hope that somebody figures it out, but I don't, when it, when there's no evidence about something, I don't choose to have a belief about it. That's, that's just me. Good point of view. Um, one last question, just to kind of, before you head off, um, I always like asking this of uh, my guests coming on, you've got 24 hours to do as you please. Um, what, what fills your 24 hours? If you had uh, your choice of free will of whatever you wanted to do on that, uh, that 24 hours. Um, is this a, uh, I have unlimited resources, unlimited it resources. Like, yep. It's have... completely up to you. Whatever you want to do. <sighs> do you sit on TikTok and debate flat earthers or do you go and do something else? Oh, with no, your <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> No, if I, if I could do literally anything, um, I'm going to, I'm going to make it have to conform with the laws of physics. So I can't go back in time and talk to Leonardo da Vinci or anything like yep. that. Um, I think I would either want to, I would want to go somewhere in space. That's what I'd want to do. I, I wouldn't want to go look at the, the ancient ruins of Rome or whatever. I've always thought, have you seen the movie Interstellar? Mm-hmm the scene where they get to Saturn and you just see it's zoomed out. So the spacecraft they're in just looks like a pixel and it's going across. Uh, it's passing in front of the planet Saturn and you see the rings and you can't even see they, the cinematography for that was absolutely perfect because you can't see the whole planet. And what you're understanding is we are so far away. The spacecraft is a pixel and we still can't even see the entire planet, but we see the rings. I thought that was one of the most moving, beautiful, awe-inspiring, creepy, uncomfortable, all at the same time, shots in cinematography that I'd ever seen. Because it's totally real in a sense, doable, and the planet exists. So since then, I, I've always just wanted to orbit the planet Saturn. I just... The, if you've never seen it through a telescope, although it'll only look microscopic, it literally changes your life. I've shown several people to that. About a third of the people I show Saturn in a telescope to say I'm I'm faking it. They're like, you put something in front of the <laughs> in front of the telescope. Because it literally, although it's just a dot, it it almost takes your breath away. So I would want to orbit the planet Saturn, I think. I've actually thought about this before. Great it's answer. No, it's, enough. Yeah. Um, did you say Jupiter? I can see obviously your telescope behind you. I, I, Jupiter was as close as it's been for a long time. Like, I just saw that. Hot, like, yeah, did you have a look, at, that look at it? Yeah, I didn't go and look at it. I, I've seen it a lot before. Uh, it, it wouldn't have looked super different uh, mm -hmm. for with my technology. But no, yeah, that, that was really cool. Last year we had, or no, that was two winters ago. Do you remember Saturn and Jupiter had the convergence? They, they almost touched each other. Mm-hmm. I yeah, went fantastic. out and observed that. It was like on Christmas Eve, I think. It was or like a couple of days before Christmas. So I went out and saw that. That was pretty cool. Well, Matt, um, shout out, I guess, um, where people can find you. I'll put it in the show notes and I'll get those details off you. But um, if people obviously want to hear these debates you have or learn, I'm um, obviously go to your um, YouTube channel as you kind of progress that forwards and learn some of those uh, WTF uh, moments you have. Man, where where yeah. can people find you? Yeah, if you just type in Planet Peterson on Instagram, uh, I got rid of my Facebook page. That really wasn't going anywhere. But uh, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, if you just type in Planet Peterson, you should see me. My logo is just a little kind of cartoonish drawing of the Earth. Um, So, you know, it, I, I should be the only one that pops up. I, I've, I've searched myself before to make sure that's, that is how it works. <laughs> I actually... Uh, Instagram's weird because like there's so many usernames and people will like pay people for them. I changed the name. I used to just be called Science Class 
because that's how I started on YouTube. But I changed the name on all my platforms. And I actually got on Instagram just flat out Planet Peterson. I think there's an underscore. Mm-hmm. But I was like, wow, I'm not Planet Peterson 4862138874. I was like, that's that's surprising. And uh, it's the same for TikTok. I'm, I just got Planet Peterson. I didn't have to be Planet Peterson XYZ123 or anything like that. Um, and then you'll see if you go to... If, if you go to just one platform, you should see links to my other stuff. My TikTok has a link to my Instagram. Also like to um, Venmo and Patreon. If you want to be like a monthly contributor or like a one-time donor, you'll see that too. And you'll see it in the description for my YouTube videos as well, I think. Awesome. Well, what, um, I hope you keep doing what you're doing. And uh, as I said, I find it incredibly uh not only entertaining, but um, informative uh, as well. Um, and yeah, yeah. I, I really enjoy it. And I've, I've enjoyed our conversation today, mate. So I appreciate your time. Yeah, yeah. I hope so too. One just really quick thing is it actually is precarious. I've been banned before. I actually got a lifetime ban once because people do not like it when you tell them that they are wrong. And I I do my best like not to swear and do like personal attacks. But man, I mean, you just, you say something that you think is totally benign. And like I said, I've been, I've been banned before. And so it's, it's nerve wracking. I'm like, no, I, I have to be super careful. Cause yeah, if that, if, if my account just got deleted, I would just be like, it's all gone. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's precarious. Well, um, keep enjoying it, mate. Keep uh, spreading the, uh, the globe, uh, the globe word. And um, I appreciate again, your time, mate. So thank you so much. You're welcome. All right, guys, that's been another episode of Let's Just Talk. Uh, I will see you all next week. Hope you're well. Take care. Bye.